0: So, wait, so, Lena, you woke up this morning and watched the Frank Hall of Shame. Oh, did. I watched it last, at, like, 1.30 in the morning last night, I remember that it existed, and I was like, okay, I'll yeah, watch same. it. Yeah, same, I was
1: with my roommates, and I was like, wait a minute, I liked it. I actually really liked it. You said who was the, who was his father? Gary Busey. Gary Busey! It kind of, like, worked, though. Okay, but the actor they got to play, old like, older Liam... He did a really good job. He like, he totally like enveloped like the way that Christian has been playing Liam for the past couple of years. Like, I'm like, oh my God. Like he, like, this is like really accurate. The fact that all, she's like, all of them have money now winning. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's always entertaining to see all of Frank's like little schemes, but it's like, honestly, like in terms of like the bigger picture, like the analysis of narrative, who give a shit?
0: And then in the Hall of Shame, they just had an entire sequence where they're like, hey, remember every single offensive thing we ever made Frank do? We're just going to show you all of it all at once. Every offensive word he's ever said. So much
1: anti-semitism. So much, like, because I got one of my friends to start watching Shameless and she's um, Asian. And, like, we were literally just, like, bonding over how anti-Asian and anti-Semitic because, like, I'm Jewish, how anti-Semitic this goddamn show is. Yeah, the show's (laughs) brutal. They don't give a shit about anyone. And, like, Like, anti-black too, but it's like, oh my god, the Jew slander is real. (laughs) Yeah.
0: They were like, yeah, this is a good idea. Let's just show every horrible thing he's ever done, and then let's point out that he has had zero character development through these last 11 years, and he has changed not at all, and have him have a come-to-Jesus moment at the end of it, and then just rip it all away and decide no actually we still don't want to develop him instead of having him
1: like find money in the in like somebody's jacket at the end it was like money and weed in somebody's jacket that like they left in the kitchen he like found it in there and was like oh okay like I have like totally regressing back I honestly wish he would have come and been like you know and then all of the kids come down the stairs
0: and just look at him and then they're like get the fuck out But, like, the fact that the writers know, they're aware that they haven't developed this character at all, and then they said it outright that they haven't developed or changed this man at all, and then went, and we're still not gonna, like-
1: At least they're upfront about it. I mean, I kind of respect that. Were there any
2: mentions of, like, his, like, dementia now and stuff like that in this episode at all? No, it's-
0: no.
1: It's all set, like, before- all of the Hall of Shames are set, like, before the events of, like, the season. Mm -hmm. i think this was
0: supposed to be around christmas because like tommy and kermit are wearing like antlers and stuff in the bar oh that makes
2: sense why they would do the 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 ghosts of the past that makes sense well yeah frank
0: yeah tommy and
1: kermit are like closing the alibi which is weird because it's like they work there like so they're closing the alibi and then um they're like should we like bring frank outside and then kermit's like no it's like way too cold Yeah. So, I mean- I think it's
0: more of, like, it's Christmas, so Kevin V didn't want to be there, so they threw the keys to Tommy and Kermit and said, lock up when you're done. The fact that they put the trust in them.
1: I mean, Tommy, Kermit, and Frank is, like- I mean, Tommy and Kermit are, like, pretty trustworthy. I don't think they would, like, trash the bar. Especially because they were literally talking, like, on their way out, like- they were like, "But if we leave Frank in here and he wakes up and like messes a bunch of shit up, Kevin V are gonna have our asses." It's like, yeah, Kevin V would literally ban them from the bar, and they don't want that. <laughs> They're probably banned from like every bar.
0: But yeah, I predictably hated it. I thought it was awful, and I thought I'm gonna was watch fun. it. I'm gonna watch
2: it later, and I'll report back. I'll probably have the same opinions and feelings I mean, as you guys.
0: But like I had a full John Mulaney moment, like when they looked up at the first ghost, I was like Gary Busey.
1: <laughs> I mean, because it's like if you take if you forget about the secret good shameless that lives in our heads, because you know we have the secret the secret <laughs> yeah good shameless, we have the secret
2: good shameless
1: like in our heads. It's like if you totally forget about that, it's kind of a fun hall of shame. Like it's like oh this little guy, <laughs> like like this little guy is like really weird. I I mean I talked about this like in our group chat, but like I honestly wish that the Ian and Mickey Hall shame would have just been an Ian Hall shame. I yeah, hate to say I was
2: it. I was talking to Sebastian about that because like yes, they both had so much character development and growth together, but like I feel like the Hall of Shame is for like the main group of people, so it makes sense why Kevin V would have one. But I feel like because Ian is such a developed character and he's had like the most like crazy things happened like to him throughout the series that i feel like he honestly should have gotten see i
0: own. disagree though really i disagree because even cameron has said ian's storylines are only interesting when it's with mickey like he only That's enjoyed true. doing them when mickey was there yeah so why would they do one that wasn't just the two of them when cam is like literally every storyline i did without mickey fucking bored me
1: Oh, I mean, okay, like, just, like, because I feel like if you had, like, Justin Ian Hall of Shame, because they both have had too much character development for them to, like, totally address everything nicely in the Hall of Shame, but it's, like, I feel like, I and I know it, like, totally robs the people of, like, the Mickey character development, but it's, like, if you had had Justin Ian one, it could have been totally, like, because, like, Mickey would obviously be, like, very heavily included in, in an ian hall of shame but it would also give them a chance to talk about on screen their time apart and how they like what happened and how that affected and also... him and stuff like that except yeah. when they
0: had their time apart from what i've seen from the clips that i've watched and the stuff they tried to retcon mickey that whole time
1: yeah
0: so like why would they go back and look back at their bad fucking writing <laughs> true
1: i mean like w- ian had some like actually really good like like character development like when he wasn't there and that's why cameron was like okay like like after like four years of him not being there he's like okay this is boring but like the first like year or two because it was like ian was like i'm doing emt i didn't like a jesus i hate to say it i didn't like it it was interesting and it kept me
2: occupied but it just like it went full send so fast that i was like this man never read a bible before (laughs)
1: I mean, well, the weird thing is, is that Ian's, like, bipolar is very heavily triggered by, like, religion. Yeah. Because it's, like, the, the freak out in season five when he was, like, did Jesus send you to take my baby? And then the funeral scene
2: with the protesters.
1: Right. Like, it's, like Ian, like, Ian's, like, mania is very, like, religion-related and his, like, hallucinations and stuff. But I also feel like he's probably one of the only kids who grew up being, like, religion? Like okay
2: because like as much like frank and everyone they would like praise god there was never been like we went to church on sunday like it's never been like we've been influenced
0: by but i feel
1: like ian wanted that structure so bad the structure of church especially in like the structure of army it's like god fearing christian soldier he was like me he was like me (laughs) and i
2: bet definitely i feel like when you enlist too like i'm not really sure but like a lot of times sometimes they do have like bible studies and stuff like that so who knows what he was going through like boot camp and like all that stuff too
1: yeah whatever anyway this isn't even about
2: you anyways this isn't about the (laughs) whole shame episode
0: 10 minutes into our record how about we go hey everybody (laughs) welcome to the luck we had a shameless recap podcast i'm your i'm one of your hosts my name is amanda
2: i am your other host evan and today we have our special guest returning once again
0: hi vesties (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's
0: up lena um i'm just hanging out so yeah we just we just covered the frank hall of shame which this is 302 is gonna air on the tuesday after the frank hall of shame drop so this is gonna air the tuesday after the, the, le- the episode. next episode yeah and then maybe we'll just go mini sewed for a while until we finish the se- series i don't know i don't know We'll uh, yeah. out, I definitely a- want to do the mini-sodes as they happen.
1: On a personal note, do you guys remember the last time I was here where I had to leave to go take a COVID test? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, so fun little story. <clears throat> Sorry. Fun little story. My roommate tested positive. Um, I. It took us two days to get her results back. She tested positive. I stayed in my apartment with her like separated we have separate bedrooms for like 2 days and then i went back home for a week i did not test positive for covid i COVID built so different you. covid doesn't want me i God. am built so honestly, different honestly
2: i feel like me and you we're immune at this point cuz me and you have had so many close calls in like the last like month or two and me and you were just like immune the coronavirus doesn't want
1: us like just the, it don't it don't want me who <laughs> want me not the corona
2: i've had I've had to get a COVID test three times now and I've had two COVID scares so far because I've like out of like people I've seen who've ended up getting it, but I haven't tested positive yet. So my body is a temple. So So all three of
0: the guys my dad works with have tested positive and pretty much caught it from each other. But my dad tested. Yeah, I remember
2: when you were telling us that because you were like, hey, my dad needs a rapid test. I'm so surprised. Like, it's so weird because I feel like Everyone I know just keeps on dodging it, but then everyone I don't know is getting it.
0: <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. My friend Asher got it twice. He got it twice? He got it twice. God damn. He got it, he thinks, from, like, Trader Joe's, because it was the only place he oh, went is that his family that, didn't go. Is that what you posted on your story? Yeah, he got it from Trader Joe's, he thinks, and then he moved to Brooklyn, and he got it again, probably from just somebody walking down the street next to him without a mask on. Well, like,
1: and damn. it's like, people are like, you know, like, you're not supposed to get it twice, but it's, like, different different variants, different strains. Yeah, the, like things, I feel like it's the totally thing's been happened.
2: around for a year now. There's, It's mutated into so many different smaller things that, like, anyone can get, like, the cold COVID or, like, the dead COVID or, like, there's so yeah. many different ones. It's,
0: like, who and knows? And still, every time I, like, have a sniffle or my throat hurts, it's, like, I definitely have coronavirus. Like, bitch, you haven't left your like I have like the worst like
2: body in the entire world like I'm always sore and I'm always achy and it's really fun knowing one of the main symptoms is like body aches and muscle pain. Well that was (laughs) the weird thing was
1: like my roommate and I literally double mask everywhere we don't really go anywhere for fun or anything like that like we just go like grocery shopping so first of all none of like the people we've seen tested positive. So like, we have no idea where she got it from. Second of all, it's like, it's not as if we were being irresponsible. I didn't get it. (laughs) Like, it's like, it's just like, it's totally- And my, um, my
2: friend, he lives, like his roommate got COVID. He got COVID, but his roommate's boyfriend didn't get COVID. And he like lives with her, like basically like all the time. So it's like so weird, like how it will get every other person-
1: Right? Like, I literally ate off her plate the night before we found out that she tested positive, and I just didn't get it, and I don't know why I'm built so different. (laughs) She's fine, though. She's fine now. She's not contagious anymore. Good, I'm glad. But
0: yeah, we're all good. We're all feeling negative about COVID, which is amazing, and- We're here to discuss, like I said, we might just end up doing mini-sodes after this for a while. I don't know what the posting schedule is going to be like. If we can find time to record full episodes, I'll try to keep up posting them too. But like, who knows? Who knows? As long as we can get mini-sodes done, a bitch will be happy. Who knows? But for today, we're discussing (laughs) Season 3, Episode 3, May I Trim Your Hedges. It is a fantastic episode that I'm very excited to get into
1: this is a good uh, episode. We love this one. That we love, love this, this episode.
0: Uh, but yeah, season three, episode three, May I Trim Your Hedges. It aired on January 27th, 2013. It was written by Krista Vernoff. I am very familiar with this woman because I am a Grey's Anatomy stan. She's a name I remember because she has written on, this is her first of eight Shameless episodes she ends up writing. She's also written- Do you know the other ones? Oh, wait. She's, a, she's also a producer on Shameless.
2: Yeah, so she's credited for 40 shameless episodes. She
0: wrote, May I Trim Your Hedges and Frank the Plumber in season three, I'm the Liver and Uncle Carl in season five, The F Word in season six, Home Sweet Homeless Shelter, and You Sold Me the Laundromat, Remember Love in season seven, and God Bless Her Rotting Soul in season eight.
1: You Sold Me the Laundromat, Remember? Oh my god, you saw The Laundromat Remember is such a good episode. I watched that
2: episode like a week ago or whatever. I just like binged season 9 and 10 and 11 in like four days the other day because I was just like really bored and I was like, damn, I forgot how good season 9
1: was. Like it was actually, actually kind of banged a little bit.
0: But yeah, those are the shameless episodes she wrote on. She's also credited as a producer on over 40 shameless episodes and on 188 episodes of Grey's Anatomy. She's written 25 episodes of Grey's Anatomy. And for the spinoff of Station 19, she's very busy. She remains booked and busy. Yeah, she got, she's working. Uh, this episode was directed by Steve Schill. This is the first and only shameless episode he ever directs. He's also directed shows like Dexter, Law & Order SVU, Chicago Fire, and about 800 other things. He is also booked and busy. Just popping by. Quick little episode and he's popping right out. Yeah.
2: He got some free time. He was like, I might as well just drop an episode of Shameless.
0: They like to throw, like,
1: random directors in there just, like, to, like, stretch the actors and stuff. So it's like, yeah.
0: And the synopsis of this episode is Frank tells Carl he has cancer so he can scam a charity foundation. Fiona is blown away by what she's asked to do to get a job as a cashier. I see what they're (laughs) Lip Leads a crusade to hunt down pedophiles in the neighborhood. Woohoo! Woohoo! The previously on was done by Lip and Mandy in the van in the backyard, and it was very cute. And in the previously on, Frank got thrown out into the trash can outside. Ian sort of has a boyfriend, but is fucking Jimmy's dad. Uh, Meanwhile, Jimmy's father-in-law is murderous and scary. Frank is good with babies and offers to be Sheila's nanny for Jaime. Fiona lost money trying to do a thing at the club. Kev's wife showed up on Veronica's doorstep
1: crazy how they like crazy how it was like in season one he was like when they got there had their fake wedding and that was like kind of early in season one no it was like episode nine or whatever or episode seven but he was just like yeah might have a wife a little bit like and then they like don't mention it at all for a whole season and then suddenly in season three it's like knock 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 yeah hi rewarding longtime viewership
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it's morning at the Gallagher's. Everybody's sleeping like a baby except for Fiona who looks fucking worried because she lost all that money and because V is asleep on her couch because she goes downstairs and V is like awake laying on the couch and she had a restless night. She's fucking devastated that Kev's wife showed up out of nowhere and she's like, the house is so quiet. I hate it. So Fiona just screams and wakes everybody up.
2: I love that scene. She's
0: screaming. Fast. <laughs> She's like, this house is not quiet and everything is fine with Kev, okay? Shut the fuck up and get over this. The everything in Fiona's life is spiraling out of control and she needs Kevin V to be okay. She desperates. Doesn't she needs
1: literally it. like go up to Kev this episode and is like, What is wrong with you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: like you are the only thing that makes sense in my life.
0: Uh, but before we get to that, at the Jacksons, Jaime, of course, is still crying. Yeah, Sheila and Jody are so fucking tired. But Frank comes in immediately, demands breakfast and money. But Jody and Sheila are like, "I shut up, please, just shut up." And uh, he's like, "Give me the baby, give me the baby." And he makes himself useful while Jody runs out to work, because yes, tattoo parlors are open in the morning time.
1: Don't they have a line about it where yeah. they're like? Yeah, and he's like, for some people, it's the end of a night.
0: Yeah, but, like, some people just make early morning appointments, you don't know. Frank makes himself a gross breakfast of, like, I think just eggs in a glass. It's disgusting.
2: Yeah, he just, like, mixes it up and just drinks eggs.
0: Sheila literally passes out on the side of the baby's crib. She's just like hanging asleep on the side of the crib. And Frank's like, and she's like, I can't go back to sleep. Jaime has to go to the doctor and get his vaccinations. And Frank's like, I'll take him. I'll take him to get his vaccinations. Is there a copay? I assume there's a copay. Give me the money for the copay, please. And she's like, just so happy to be able to sleep. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Here's $40. I trust you. This is a good idea. Yeah. i hate
2: what this i hate what this leads to <laughs> yeah we'll get there
0: <laughs> at kevin v's place they're fighting over kev's wife they're like why is she here why did she sleep in our bed what is going on and he's like look i downloaded divorce papers from online i'm gonna make it official i'm gonna make her sign it i'm gonna get her the fuck out of my life but the bitch comes downstairs in like just a tank top and her underwear trying to be like mmm your pillow smelled so good. It reminded me of the good old days. Did you make me Kevy calf coffee? Like fuck off, lady.
1: Well, yeah, and she's like, she slept in our bed, and Kev's like, I slept on the couch. It's also like her son is there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she's just walking around the house like this.
0: Every word out of this woman's mouth is making steam come out of V's ears, as well. It should. Yeah, this lady's
2: not a nice lady. She's 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 up to something.
0: But then speaking of pissed off. Debbie and Fiona are grocery shopping, and Debbie, who is showing the first signs of who she will be in the future, picks a fight with the woman at the grocery store. She goes full Karen about some coupons with the woman behind the till at the grocery store. And I know Debbie becoming a Karen shouldn't be surprising, but it was jarring to see in this episode. So the mixture of Debbie yelling at her plus the overbearing manager keep telling that keeps telling the cashier to take a break, it pushes the woman to the limit so hard she literally quits. She throws her apron down and says, take the groceries, I don't fucking care, and walks out and quits. And well, yeah, they, and then
1: it's so funny. Fiona's like, uh, free groceries. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, and then she's like, just bag them up, and then she leaves and then goes to try to find the job
0: opening. She's like, so your employee just quit, um, job? Yeah. She's like, Yep. Good time and place. Hello, I just saw that you have an opening, and I I have hands and arms, and I can do this job.
1: And mouths.
0: Wink. Yeah, because she follows the manager back into the office, and it seems to be going normal and asking normal questions, and still he starts talking about deli meats. And Fiona's like, are you telling me if I blow you, I can get this job? And he's like, no, I would never out and out said that. However, she's like, you've got to be fucking kidding me, dude.
2: The guy's so gross and sweaty looking
1: no thank it's you always
0: the gross isn't he and like a looks. famous
1: actor though yeah i recognize him i'm not sure his name he though. looks like jim he looks like hopper from stranger things but it's not it's like the <laughs> one actor that i always confuse him for
0: he's like a character actor he's like a guy with a face that shows up in in like a little everything. bit of everything yeah
1: got it eric edelstein he was in the goldbergs i probably saw him in that fresh off the boat he played jerry
0: Yeah, he like shows up in like one episode of everything, right?
1: Yeah, he he is definitely a character actor like Luis Guzman, who had an arc on Shameless as Mikey. (laughs) That was shocking.
0: But over to the alibi, Frank walks in, Jaime strapped to his chest, and then uses a thumbtack to fake a vaccine mark on his arm. He stabs a baby with a thumbtack to fool Sheila into thinking he's been vaccinated.
1: That is probably one of the more awful things that he's done. He dips
0: it in like fucking
2: like whiskey or whatever, then to sanitize the poor baby, it, to sanitize it, and then doesn't he put shit on his gums right after that too? Like valium. Like, valium. Or is the valium or did he just like finger his gums with the with, with the whiskey? whiskey? Rom, yeah.
1: Oh, it might have been the whiskey, but he did give the baby Valium a couple times. I know yeah. he
2: gives. I know he gives the baby Valium when that one time with Debbie. I think that was last episode, like when they're in like the
0: alleyway or whatever.
1: Yeah, not Frank being lazy, but Frank being anti-vax. What a shocker!
0: <laughs> and once again, the bartender not only watches him do this terrible thing, but hands him the thumbtack to do the terrible thing.
1: Isn't it, Kate? yeah the redhead she like she showed up the redhead she showed up a few times and then she just like kind of stopped appearing i liked her though she's fun yeah she was there in the last episode when frank
2: makes the uh cps call on the house and she's like that's low
1: frank and i'm like yeah that's low you could
2: have ended that call
1: that's what she does though is she'll just like watch frank do something and be like okay she's
2: just the standby character to comment on the character's actions but not actually do anything so we know what the character's
1: doing (laughs) yeah
0: But yeah, Frank does that, and then he says some offensive anti-vax shit and takes a drink. And then he looks up at the news, a story about a kid who got, like, a -a make-a-wish moment and got, like, a signed basketball from, like, an entire basketball team. And it's just, like, a good, heartfelt story that the news is telling. But Frank sees dollar signs immediately when he sees that, as he's got this, like, baby strapped to his chest. And then we go to the bus where Debbie and Fiona are taking the bus home from the grocery store. And they talk about how Fiona's not going to get that job. Debbie's like, it would be a good job. You would get discounts on groceries. Fiona's like, yeah, it's not happening. It's not fucking happening. Well,
1: because obviously she can't be like the guy I wanted me to blow him. Yeah. Debbie's like, I'm, a, I'm like 12. She's not going to just like say that to her. But it is very me. much like she does have to be like, fucking quit it. Stop talking to me about the job.
0: But then as they're talking about that gross man, Debbie looks over Fiona's shoulder and there is another gross man jerking it, looking Debbie in the eyes in the back of the bus.
2: On public transportation.
0: Fiona turns around and sees it and is like, What the fuck? And she grabs this like can of beans that Liam was chewing on and throws it at the guy. And like the bus stops and he runs off the bus and then she picks the beans back up and brings it over. She's not wasting the can of beans. Of Girl course. boss.
1: Girl boss, girl boss, gatekeep, gaslight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then at the house, uh, the Gallaghers are talking to a cop that, shockingly, is not Tony. It's a different police officer. Wow, the first cop in Chicago. Uh, so they're reporting the incident from the bus, and Mandy asks Fiona, she's like, how can you ride the city bus without having a knife on you? Like, what's, what's wrong with you? And I was like, you make a good point, Mandy. Like, that line was meant to make Mandy seem like the crazy one, but no, correct. No, Mindy's looking out for herself. So Fiona finishes with the cop and he flirts with her on his way out the door. From collecting a story about a man jerking it to a little girl on the bus, he flirts with her on his way out the door.
1: But it's like Fiona and her flirting, but also like the inappropriate flirting
0: at these house calls. But Jimmy clocks it and picks a fight over it. And she's like, you have less to worry about from him than you have about the creepy manager at the grocery store. And he's like, what does that mean? And she does not elaborate. (laughs) And then she talks herself into going back to the store. She's like, you know what? Fuck that guy. Actually, he doesn't get to win and do whatever the fuck he wants. I'm going back and I'm demanding that job. And then that kicks up some chaotic, angry energy and we use that and we shuffle over to Kevin V's house. They're whisper fighting in the kitchen about Kev's wife who was like in the living room eating fucking cereal or something. And Kev's like, here's the thing is she's a crazy bitch and not a crazy bitch like you're a crazy bitch. Like, oh, bitch, you so crazy. Like, no, she once tried to beat me to death with a frozen fish because I asked for more broccoli.
1: Uh, That is one of his best lines.
2: I love that line so much. I love Kevin.
0: Um,
1: Circle doesn't start with an S. What the fuck? And then... (laughs)
2: Cat, I know that motherfucker.
1: (laughs) And then it's Moo, motherfucker. It's Moo. Best (laughs) three lines.
0: (laughs) But V, regardless, she's like, well, I made an appointment with a notary, so you need to get her to sign these divorce papers by like two o'clock before I lose my goddamn mind. And there we go. He's got a deadline. This is what you need to do today. And then because the whole thing is Crystal says she's there because her car broke down. So Kev has to help her get her car fixed. And in the meantime, he's going to get these divorce papers signed. And this is when we learn that Kev, who made up a story about breaking his leg because of basketball, actually broke his leg falling out of the tub.
1: Oh, see. he's so silly sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then Fiona walks in with Liam on her hip. And she's like, hey, v, you still got that hidden camera that fits in your boobs? I have a plan. And the woman tries to be like, hi, I'm and Fiona's like, I know who you are. And does like a hand in her face
2: good shut that bitch
0: out best friend solidarity at its finest like you don't need to talk i know who the fuck you are love that for them and then kev he's like okay i see this is getting this is getting hot in here and i need to turn this down he's like v why don't you just go with fiona please please you need to leave the situation go with fiona to the store and help her with whatever the fuck she needs help with and v puts up a little bit of a fight about but she's like two o'clock get those fucking papers signed and at the Gallagher's, they're looking up all of the registered sex offenders in the area because of the thing that happened with Debbie on the bus. And they find out that a convicted child rapist lives three blocks over and only got five years before being let out on probation. So they're like, Oof. fuck that. They grab the Gallagher bat. Mandy says, um, tell my dad he will join you. And she's going to teach Debbie self-defense Milkovich style. And she opens up her little baton. And it's so cute. It's so cute. <gasps> she's so bad. I love them. I love Mandy and and Debbie bonding. It's very cute. I love it. Especially when Mandy gave her that makeover. Mwah. (laughs) And so then Lip- Jimmy has been in the house this whole time and Lip's like, Jimmy, do you want to come along with us to the beatdown parade? And Jimmy's like, yeah, no. And Lip's like, okay, dude, you're acting like super weird and squirrely lately. And like, it's very suspect. So like what the actual fuck is going on? And Jimmy just stands there and doesn't answer him. And Lip's like, do I not want to know? Do you not want to tell me? Because then I'll have to tell Fiona then I'll have to get involved in the situation. Should I just walk away right now? Okay, I guess I'll just walk away right now. Because, <laughs> like, he even mentions,
2: like, the car. Like, he's like, that car's been tailing you for, like, a good while now. Something's up. And Jimmy's just, like, straight face, like, we're fine. Okay. Good talk.
0: <laughs> good talk, guys. And then over at basically, I guess, a make-a-wish office. Frank is trying to scam his way into getting Jaime into the program. And when he finds out that it's not a program that helps kids with long-term disabilities, it's a program that helps kids who are dying. He's like, oh, oh no, I know that. It's my other kid. My other kid is dying, actually. And like, what? Because fuck this guy.
2: I hate Frank.
0: Back at the house, Jimmy, for some reason, sprints across the street and jumps into an SUV That's the SUV that's been watching him that Beto is in. We get no explanation. Just Jimmy running out of the house and jumping into the SUV. And then Lip Carl and Ian go to the alibi where Terry is playing pool. They grab Terry and tell him to help take down the child predator who lives on their street. Which, like, Terry is also yeah. a child predator. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I think only with Mandy though, right? That's like no, the only No, he time. like
0: creepily flirted with Debbie when she came over to get her makeup. Oh
1: yeah, him. he was like, who's your friend? That t- I repressed that. He honestly, it's not even the fact that he's like, oh, I want to beat up this child predator. It's literally him being like, we're gonna go I, beat someone up. Okay, yeah. and I'm, I'm into I think this. I
2: just used like the predator storyline to ever be like, now we have an excuse to beat them up than just beat right. them up.
0: And then he even ignores his racism as they're walking down the street cuz it is a very badass shot. Mickey is there too cuz they say get the boys. So Mickey is there with them and they're walking down the street and there is these these guys that are working on their car and they're like, "What the fuck is happening here?" And Terry's like, "Kid fucker down the street and those guys put down what they're doing and they yeah. join the thing." <laughs> they're like, "Okay." Yeah. It's a it's a cool like walking shot. Like it's very It cool. is also scene.
1: like the prison like the prison hierarchy. It's like child like pedophiles are at the absolute bottom yeah yeah like even below like snitches
2: like even i think like like when like even like a shout out to like season nine when like uh that one guy comes in to help Ian about he's like yeah you stay away from the predators because everyone tries to fucking kill them
1: (laughs) right it's like ex-cops snitches pedophiles like
0: ethel's husband
1: yeah
2: oh yep shout out to malik
0: (laughs) they get to this person's door she has like a uh gender neutral kind of name it's like riley or or something like it's something it was something that that didn't
2: immediately. yeah something that wasn't like immediately like a feminine or yeah
1: like feminine name it was like i don't i I didn't even write it down yeah i'm kind of curious i might look it up just so we can like refer to her by name (laughs) blake it's blake
0: blake yeah it's blake okay and so they get to blake's door and it's a woman uh, who, she dated one of her, I think it was actually an eighth grader. She dated an eighth grader. And yeah. she was like her student.
1: We she was a teacher. Yeah,
0: she was a teacher. And she was like, we were in love. Like, he was an eighth grader. Uh, and you an were an adult. Grader. But we're going to ignore the fact that these words are coming from the mouth of a child predator because the words themselves are good. And the editors made a choice here. She said, I did my time. I paid for my mistake. If love can be called a mistake. And then an immediate cut to Mickey biting his lip. Like, immediately.
1: (gasps) The secret good shameless, it does something sometimes. It it lives (laughs) in our
0: brains. There was one editor who was looking out for us. They're like, no, 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 no. that's what you cut to. That's what you cut to right there. That shot of Mickey, though, yum. It's a good shot. It's a good shot. Subtlety is gone, and I love it. But the posse breaks up, and it leaves Lip, Mickey, and Ian. And Lip is still pissed about it. He's like, she is still a fucking child rapist. Like, why are we just leaving her alone? And Mickey is panicking about that moment he just had on the porch so he is performing the hell out of his masculinity right now It's like Bob will shoot super hot though and it's getting me hard and hey Angie do you want to fuck and like he just walks off
1: he already <laughs> knew Angie. he was in love with Ian
0: <gasps> and Lip, Lip just like watches this happen with Ian standing next to him and Lip's like I thought you two were in mix <laughs> Ian's like shut the fuck up <laughs>
1: it is so funny because Ian is literally just like ugh not again <laughs> he's like god God damn it like he just watches it happen and he just like rolls his eyes and lip is like i'm confused ian's like that's just what he does
0: (laughs) and then here's a conversation i forgot happened with lip and ian they're they continue to walk down the street after this and ian asks lip if he thinks he's like what do you think cash should have gone to jail lip's like fuck yeah i almost called the cops like a hundred times
1: i think you should have
0: like you you were a kid and cash was a man and like yes I would like so much more of that conversation. Please help Ian realize he's being groomed by these old men. Break the cycle. Break the cycle. But it won't happen. It, it's But it's so good. I forgot this conversation happened. And Ian's like, I was in love. And Lip's like, he was an adult and you were 15. So
1: Also, like, they totally stopped hooking up after he really, like, spent time with Cash outside of the store. Yeah. Like, he went to Cash's house and he was like, I hate this, actually. Yeah, he yeah. really ran out. <laughs>
0: And Ian's like, well, it would be fine if Carl was in the same situation... But if it was Debbie and an older man, it's different. And Lip's like, it's got nothing to do with love. This chick is a standard issue pedophile. Loving this energy from Lip. Love this. Yes, Lip. And then over to Jimmy Steve, picking up a very angry Estefania who's just ranting. She's so good. She's like, I hate this INS bullshit. Love you. I love, love you. Her. I well, love her.
1: Because this is like, she started taking English classes and stuff. So she like talks more now. And it's mm-hmm. like, I love you.
2: Yeah, we were talking <laughs> about her last episode, how she. She was just, like, being all cutesy and stuff like that. Like, She's I so bad.
0: Her. Like, fun fact, Estefania's never actually done anything wrong. I love her.
2: Yes. So true. She's just around the wrong people.
0: But at the balls, uh, like, every moment with with Jimmy in this episode is, like, blink and you miss it. Uh, but then we go to the balls where V is going to the store with Fiona. She's got the titty cam on. And she reminds Kev, who's, like, out fixing his wife's car, that the deadline for the papers is 2 p.m. And then they leave, and Kevin his it leaves Kevin his wife alone, and Kev is working on the car. And this is the first moment that Kev is told that Kyle, the kid that is with her, might be his. She's like, I don't even know if Kyle's yours, and he's like, Kyle might be mine. Like it had. Yeah, because she's like,
1: she's like, oh, but the last time we saw each other, he's she's like, oh, he was fourteen, and he's like, or twelve or however old he is, and he's like, the last time we saw each other was twelve years ago.
0: Yeah,
2: bitch. How old is um? (laughs) How old is uh Kev supposed to be?
1: We
0: tried to figure this out.
1: I really thought they were like in their twenties. Maybe he's like eleven, but didn't didn't him and didn't Kev and the girl get married like super really young. young, super yeah. young to get out of the foster care system? Mm, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Something like that. They because like
2: it would make sense that V is close to Fiona's age, but even then, just uh, seems like she's at least a good couple years older.
1: She probably is because Fiona is supposed to be 21 in the second season. So it's like, honestly, Kevin V are probably like 24, 25.
0: I feel like we've had this conversation so many times too.
1: They literally, and the writers are like, we don't have this conversation. And that's the problem. (laughs) But whatever. Shameless, inconsistent. They don't have real times or
0: ages. Yeah. Time doesn't exist on this show. Uh, (laughs) Over in the Gallagher bathroom, Frank is telling Carl, you caught cancer from grammy you caught cancer from grammy i'm sure if she knew she had the contagious kind she wouldn't have hung around you my guy what
1: (laughs) i mean it's it is kind of funny because then like he's like oh the cancer's in your brain but luckily lucky for you you're kind of stupid so
0: (laughs) And so he has to shave Carl's head and Lip walks in while he's shaving Carl's head. And Frank's like, oh, Carl has lice. That's why we're shaving his head. Lip's like, since when do you parent? This is weird. No. Can we talk about
2: like after this though, the horrible bald cap they put him in?
1: No, they for real shaved his head. They shaved his head.
2: I thought there's a scene that like when he's at the camp, it like when he's wearing a hat, it
0: looks like he's wearing like a bald cap. Like his head looks no, like it I'm, has an no, extra No, I think they
1: actually shaved his head. They
0: shaved like this is for real. William H Macy shaving Ethan's head in this scene.
1: I mean, you're like, I'm nine. I don't give a shit. Like he's like, yeah. I'm nine. Who cares? Hair grow back. Hair will but grow like back. Um, he already was sporting like a buzz cut anyway. So it was like yeah. he was like, who cares?
0: Back at the perv lady's house, lip. Lip put on, like, an old camp t-shirt and is, like, shaved his face and is playing up his, like, young face as much as he can. And the young, innocent look, he's like, I'm only a sophomore in high school and, um, I noticed your hedges were out of control. So, like, for five bucks, may I trim your hedges? Like, Mm. once again, for the second episode in a row, Lip providing the episode title.
1: He does it so good, though. He's like, he's like,
0: um, um, like, he's like, I'm so little
1: i'm so tiny
0: <laughs> and like okay and like it's sort of believable because he's still got kind of like baby face going on but but this woman sees what she wants to see and um speaking of monsters uh it's bridezilla time for Estefania. she's trying on wedding dresses in this wedding dress place for the fake wedding photos they have to take for ins jimmy hates this and would like to leave but <laughs> Estefania's like They can't see me in an ugly dress because then they will know it's fake. Like she- Oh yeah, she's like, if I look like a big fat cow, (laughs)
1: then (laughs) they will know that the wedding pictures are fake. And it's like, so true.
0: (laughs) I love her. I love this moment for her. I love her. And uh, Jimmy Jimmy very much would like to die and he would like to leave this situation. But the guy that's escorting them around is like, this is hilarious. At the cash and grab, Mickey tries- Again, so Mickey is just back at the cash and grab. We just assume Linda gave him his job back after Yeah, gave him his job back. Is he wearing the security vest? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think also it's, like, because he's not in school, he can work, like, the day shift, too, so that's probably why she hired him back, too. Yeah. But
2: also, why Ian that school?
1: <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> well, it's summer right now, but when he goes oh, back yeah, to I school, forgot it's, summer. like, he can only work after. So it's, like... Yeah, I totally forgot about summer. Okay, Mickey opening the store by himself. Oh, thinking. <laughs>
0: But at the catchphrase, Mickey's, like, trying to conduct his, like, side business with a truly moronic teenager who's trying to come in to buy drugs off of him. And Ian shuts it down. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. Get out. You're too stupid. You need any brain cells you have left. And Mickey's like, why are you messing with my, with my business? And Ian's like, why do you gotta do your business in my store? I'm not going down for this shit. And Mickey gets that little smirk. Oh, yeah? What you going down for then? I,
1: so it's like, okay, so they're on that level now. They're on the flirting, joking level. Because it's like, I know a lot of people headcanon and they're like, oh, the first time Mickey ever gave a blowjob was like that one time in season four when Ian was like, suck my dick whenever I want. And I'm like, "No, you guys are wrong. You're so wrong. And I see the light. He was
0: being a flirty little shit. They were having fun. It was adorable. He's a flirty little shit. Then he's a flirty little shit now. Always and forever. Period. And then they have a tense conversation where Ian's like, did you actually fuck Angie Zago? And Mitchie's like, Mickey's like, yeah, I fucked Angie. Everybody fucks Angie. You'll fuck Angie? You wanna fuck Angie?
1: Honestly, I wonder, like, if he actually did, though. Mm-hmm. Like, or if he, like, went in there with her and then was just like, okay, I'm, I'm fine, good. actually. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Like, I, I don't, no. No, thanks. <laughs> no, he probably did. Well, alright. And then he's like, you wanna fuck Angie? And Ian's like, No,
2: (laughs) no, I don't want to fuck Angie. And
0: Mickey's like, all right. Like, he just brushes it off. (laughs) And then we go to the alley by the Gallagher house where Debbie is playing with her new weapon, her new baton that Mandy gave her, and nearly kills Kyle. The kid who might be Kev's son, he like comes up behind her and she tackles him. But he's like, I'm not, I'm friendly. Hello. I just wanted to say hi. Then we go to the perv's house. That kid was so nice and innocent. He really (laughs) was. And then we go to the perv's house. Uh, Lip is knocking on the door and asking for something to drink. He's like, do you have lemonade? Or she's like, a juice box? Like, you creepy lady.
1: You creepy lady. Because it's like the juice box is like little kid. The fact that she already had that too. Right. I mean, to be fair, it's like, well, when you're an adult, you can buy anything you want. Juice boxes. That's are true, kind but of fun. it's different
0: because she's yes. a pedophile.
1: <laughs> yeah. Deeper she meaning. is visibly
0: flustered by Lip's existence. And then Lip lets himself into the house. He's like, Can I have a sandwich?
2: Doesn't he take off his shirt? Doesn't he take off his shirt like right before then? Cause he's like, Ooh, it's really hot. And then she's like, Yeah, come in. and it's
1: like she should know. Like he has like a tattoo and stuff. It's like, shouldn't you like be catching on to this but also it's like okay well i would also be flustered by jeremy allen white <laughs> i hate to <laughs> say it <Me>
0: too. <laughs> like he's he's so good at playing up this like young and innocent thing and like it's uncomfortable to watch it's it's like super good yeah. but i also hate it yeah
2: Because, like, he's playing into it, and then, like, I hate how flustered she gets, because I'm like, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to know what she's feeling. I don't want to know her thoughts. No, thank you.
0: (laughs) But then we go to the grocery store. V is still, V is still ranting about Kev as they walk into the grocery store about to do this thing, and Fiona's like, yes, I am listening to you, but also, like, are you ready for the plan? And (laughs) V is like, do I know how to get a man to ask me to give him a blowjob? Yeah, I got this. And she goes back in the office. (laughs) I love best friends. She literally comes
1: out, like, two minutes later, too.
0: Like, she's literally like, I'm done. But before she does that, we go to the alibi. Kev is trying to do the pregnancy math in his head about Kyle and his ex-wife. He's like, we broke up in 2001 because you tried to run me over. And she does not confirm or deny if the kid is his. And Kev is like, so I might have had a kid for the last 12 years that you didn't fucking tell me about? Yeah,
1: because it's like, even if they broke up when he was 18, that would make him 30. Yeah. Guys, where is the where's the math? Where's the consistency?
2: I still want to know how like if V and fucking Fiona just became friends because they were neighbors or if there's a deeper meaning between them.
1: Probably because it was like well cuz uh, I wonder, I don't. Hm, I'm thinking because it's like okay, Kevin V, they probably like one of them was already living in that house. It was probably Kev cuz he works at the alibi and then she moved in with him. Mm, that would make sense. That would make sense to me, but it's like- But
0: unfortunately, the writers will never tell us.
1: They just don't care enough to figure it out or to even make something up. It's like-,
2: like I'm sorry, you're a show for 12 years. Please give your characters a birthday.
1: <laughs> Come on, guys. Like, I'm, I need- I need details. Please.
0: But back at the grocery store, like you said, V, like, two minutes later, comes storming out of the manager's office, continuing to rant about Kev. Like, she just comes out and launches back into a rant about Kev. And Fiona keeps up with her. And she's like, V, V, but did you, like, do the thing? And V pulls the camera out. And she's like, oh, yeah, he's fucking nasty. And she hands her the camera. <laughs> and then she takes Liam. She's like, oh, let me take Liam. He's waiting back there for you. And, v, like, she cuts herself off mid-thought about ranting about Kev. She's like, oh, yeah, I did the thing. Give me the kid. Yeah, go back. Go back and get your job. And Fiona just bursts into the back room. And she's like, these are the shifts I want. Home by six, and I'm not giving you a blowjob. Give them to me now, or I will give this tape to your wife. And the guy's like, okay, fine, and just gives her whatever she wants. Girl boss. Girl boss. Girl boss. Gaslight gatekeep, boss. <laughs> so
2: true (laughs) so true
0: back at the park jimmy and Estefan or at the park jimmy and estefania are like in their wedding dress and tux and there's another couple taking their wedding photos with like a line of bridesmaids next to them
2: this scene is so funny
0: they jump onto the other end of the line of bridesmaids and start taking pictures and then estefania goes that is terrible ugly dress your friend she must not like you very much
1: and it's like oh my god she's kind of right though (laughs) (laughs) Like, <laughs> she was kind of right. She's not wrong. They wear terrible, ugly dresses. I am
0: obsessed with Estefania. She's the best. They run away and we go back to Lip at the perv's house. Uh, he's still killing it with, like, the innocent routine and proving his point that she's simply a pedophile. Because she finds out that he's 16 and then she kisses him anyway. And he takes a picture of it and then tries to leave because he has his proof. And then she grabs his dick and is like, basically, come to my bedroom and fuck me right now. And bring the peanut butter.
1: Ah uh, no. Oh yeah. And then he no. like tries it with Mandy and she's like, Are you serious? Oh yeah. <laughs> that's like the
2: that's like like the very end of the episode.
0: <laughs> at at the cash and grab it's jealousy time. It's so good. Mickey's in the back of the of the room talking to customers. Lloyd walks in, flirts with Ian sets up a date with him while Mickey is back there and brooding. And then when Lloyd tries to leave, Mickey like puffs out his chest. He's like, you got a receipt? And like, is so in his face. And he's like, Lloyd leaves and he turns to Ian, He's like, is that your grandpa? And Ian's like, no, um, that's the guy I've been seeing. We mostly just fuck. And like, like you and Angie. It's like,
1: he already knows. He just wanted Ian to say it. He already knows who Lloyd is. Yeah. He just like, cause like, why else would he like intimidate him like that? Mm-hmm. He already knows. He just wants to hear him say it.
2: Oh, oh my God! I forgot. Um, it's like the Lloyd scene when he was like, "Ginger snaps."
1: <laughs> oh my wow. God! He's like, I, I was hoping for. Is that that same scene?
0: I came here for some chips and a ginger snap. Yeah, that's what he said.
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Mickey is so jealous, and it's so funny. And I love, I love them in season three so much.
1: Season one through three, it's like, oh, the flavor. Yeah. The flavor because Definitely they both know that they like each other, but they're like not admitting it. And then it's like, Ian also was like so fun in seasons one through three because he was like, I am sassy. I'm family man. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sassy. I'm gay. I'm family man. I have a job. Literally obsessed with him.
0: And then we joined Debbie at the playground with Kyle. She's still talking about the dick that she saw on the bus and how traumatizing it was. And Kyle's like, hey, what Kev's, what's Kev like? Because he might be my dad and I think he's cool. And Debbie's like, Kev is a good guy. And he, she's like, I might become a nun after seeing that penis on the bus.
1: <laughs> the lesbianism.
0: <laughs> and Kyle's like, you're too pretty to be a nun. And then they have a little moment and they have a little kiss. And like, okay, it's kind of cute. It's so sweet.
1: It's
0: like a, it's like a kid. It's a kid little peck. It's like an appropriate kiss for two little kids. Like, it's adorable. Right. Yeah.
1: I wonder if that was Emma's first kiss
0: maybe Who oh, no i didn't even think about that <laughs> and then they walk home fiona and v find out that kev never came home to sign the divorce papers because the notary is like what the fuck they never showed up am i still getting my 40 bucks and that then v finds out that kyle might be kev's kid kyle's like oh yeah they got all weird when they found out that i might be his kid and v like sees rage in her eyes and she can't take it and she storms away and then we go to the Make-A-Wish office, where Carl is being manipulated by his shithead dad into thinking he has cancer and that he's going to die. And, like, that's it. That's the whole scene. He's just like, am I gonna die? And yep. Kev- and Frank's like, well, with that attitude, maybe. Like, fuck off. <laughs> and then speaking of super fucked up situations, Lip is getting his dick sucked by the pervy teacher lady. And then she puts Nair on his pubes and Nairs his pubes away so that he will look younger.
2: Um... I did not need to see the scene of her wiping away his pubic hair.
1: <laughs> I did not need that. Did they really Nair Jeremy's pubes, though? I have to wonder. Ooh. I mean, obviously it's like movie magic, but it's like, I have to wonder.
0: And like this, so this lady is just straight up disgusting. She's like, you don't look young enough. I'm going to Nair your pubes. Like, fuck off, you creep. So Nair doesn't
2: smell good. Yeah. <laughs> Nair's she's not She's a freak. Great. That shit burns.
0: And that's what he's like, why is that burning? What are you doing? What's happening right now? But and she just
2: wipes it away. And he's like, did you just remove my pukes?
0: <laughs> Back at the Make-A-Wish Foundation, Frank is yelling at the lady who runs into the pla- who runs the place about getting Carl a swanky gift. And she's like, well, that's not really how it works. We only get so many packages per year, maybe next year. And he's like, he might not have a year. Oh my God. Come on, Frank. And then she's like, I can, I can get him a spot in this camp. And Carl's like, camp? I can go to camp? And fuck, man, he looks so excited.
1: But it's also like, he to go to camp. Carl's old enough that Frank could have been like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. I need you to act like you're dying. And he could have really played it up. Like, it's like, and yet he had to just traumatize him like that. <laughs> Come yeah. on.
0: And then we go back to Jimmy and Estefania. She gets him to come in the back of the car with her because she's super horny. And then she grabs her hand and grinds on it until she gets off. And Jimmy's just standing there like, ah. does not he have like
1: the broken <laughs> fingers too? Yeah.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. And then in a, like a really cool editing move in that scene, like the 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 music builds up in that scene and then transitions over really nicely to the music coming from the bar where Ian and Lloyd are on a date. They're on a date in this mm-hmm. bar that's got like a big window on it and Mickey is across the street drinking beer, looking beefy and absolutely fuming with jealousy. Yeah. I love
2: that they. he probably followed them because he wouldn't have known what restaurant he they He did were and he
1: also like, they, wasn't he like multiple beers in yep. or something? It was like three or four. He's uh, yeah. like, Oh my god, he's jealous.
0: (laughs) But before we see that payoff, we go to the Gallagher kitchen. We're watching V get rightfully shit-faced. She's like, Kev might have a kid, it's over, I'm getting fucking obliterated. And Fiona is cooking. Veronica's like, it's all over. Kev is too good of a man to turn his back on his kid, even if it isn't his. He's like, this kid is being presented as everything he's ever wanted
1: like that's so right especially like when they have their kids
0: but she's like i can't fight him over this i can't ask him to change the thing that makes him the person that i love in order to be with me i can't do that so it's definitely over and fiona's like nope fuck that fuck that and she storms outside to kev who is sitting in a chair playing catch with his son or the kid who might be his son they're like in the middle of the street yeah. too <laughs> i mean
1: who cares <laughs> yeah who, who cares, cares? But like
0: the th- he's
2: sitting in a chair in the middle of the street that's what i'm saying and no i like, know and it's fast. like what if a
1: car comes the car would just be like who cares okay. but
0: fiona's like you and v are the only thing that makes sense in this fucked up world you can't leave her and kev's like who the fuck said i was leaving her and he's like caught completely off guard by it and then his wife comes out and's like you're interrupting kev's time with his son give my boys their time and i swear to god the look on fiona's face when she echoes back Your boys. It should have murdered her. It should have killed that woman. It was deadly. Mm -hmm. It was a deadly look. And Kev, like, senses that and he tries to interrupt. But Fiona's like, if you don't- She's like, I always defended you. Everybody always said you weren't smart, but I never thought you were dumb. If you don't see what this woman is doing, just plain dumb. Like, correct. Good. Like, this woman is manipulating you. You need to see that. But from one betrayal to another- Estefania is dropped off at home. She just gets out of the car, and then Jimmy's what he Jimmy gets back in the front seat. And Nando is like, you know, Fiona reminds me of my mother, a woman who raised six kids and never asked for anything. And Jimmy's like, I didn't even move my hand. Estefania did it. I didn't even do it. Nando's like, mm-hmm, sure. We stand, Nando. Er. I love Nando.
1: <laughs> He's fu- he was really funny. <laughs>
2: No, he, I my, the whole Maroon 5 from the last he episode, just, he that loves part him. just still gets me. He loves Maroon 5.
0: <laughs> Nando was a good man. He's like, you need to treat Fiona with respect because what the fuck was that that I just witnessed? I love you, Nando. I love you. And speaking of men I love, it is Mickey's time to shine. Ian and Lloyd come yes. out on the street from their date and they're talking about a guy who like cop to feel on Ian and then Mickey just stops them dead in the middle of the street and Lloyd's like, "Oh, don't be shy. Invite your boyfriend back to my place." And that ding 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 in Mickey said, he's like, "I'm sorry. What did you call me?" And he headbutts Lloyd and he beats the shit out of him until Ian has to punch him in the neck to get him to back off. Ian just let like Ian just let him like tear him a new
2: one. And then he just does that one little like chokehold.
1: <laughs> it made him feel good. He was like, "Oh, he wants me. He wants me so bad." Oh, he wants me. And then the freaking neck check is so funny.
0: They hear people calling the police and that security is coming. And Mickey could have right away bolted, but he's like, Gallagher, Gallagher, come on. And he like waits for Ian. And then they go running down the street and Ian says to Lloyd, he's like, I'll text you. I'm sorry. And he goes running after Mickey. (laughs) And they get chased down the street by security and then into the alleyway. And then they stop and Ian for one second is like, what the fuck was that? And then Mickey gets all flirty again, and then they're smiling, and then they're running down and teasing each other. They're literally,
1: like, playing tag. Well, and then somebody was, like, posting a clip on Twitter a while ago of, like, they turned up the audio of their voices, and you can hear Ian go, like, gotcha, Mickey.
2: Oh, yeah, I think I remember you telling me that, like, a long time ago or whatever. But, like, who, who, um, it's, like, Ian that, like, goes for, like, Mickey's waist, right? No,
0: Mickey grabs Ian's neck and, like, goes for his crotch. And
1: Ian is, like, he, like- arms around and then he's like oh, got yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like oh my god i can't do
0: this it's so <laughs> cute they're so fucking cute they're best friends it's adorable i love it so much and then over to another milkovich mandy is getting eaten out by lip and he included peanut butter and she's like well where'd you learn this you know i consider you watching porn without me cheating right oh baby you got a storm coming because she <laughs> she's like well then it'll be more fun if i was eating it off of you and she tries to Look, go for his dick and realizes his pubes are gone and she does the math quickly she's like oh i know exactly She's what the like fuck why,
1: are you bald? why are you bald why are you me bald me starting season nine of shameless looking at jeremy and being like why are you bald, <laughs> <laughs> why, are you bald? <laughs> why are you bald i don't like well when did he shave his head season eight who knows why are you bald
0: but like i love that mandy she sees that doesn't say anything and lip immediately is like i did a little manscaping and then silence. And then, all right, well, you know what? She's a pedophile. Like, he didn't even have to Why the deception
1: that. stutter step before the truth? Why the deception <laughs> stutter step before the truth? Just like Fiona says.
0: And Manny's like, fuck the cops. They had their chance. I'm getting some Milkovich justice. Yes. Yes. She storms out and Lip follows her downstairs and then joins the family and V downstairs for dinner and then Fiona finds out about Carl's lice, like she sees that his head is shaved. And he's like, I had lice and Frank got me into camp. And she's like, Frank got you into camp. And she doesn't ask many questions. <laughs> she's like, Why would he why would he do that? But you seem excited. So I guess it's fine. And then Kev comes in and he tell and everything goes really quiet. And he tells V, I'm gonna know my kid, and you can't have a problem with that. But Cheryl is my past, and I would never leave you. And you just kinda have to know that. And like,
1: the way that it's Veronica so starts crying and Fiona starts crying too. <laughs> she is really the third. <laughs> they both She's... Like Fiona's ugly cry comes out. And it's like, oh my God. Like when Svetlana joined us, like the third, it's like, no, you know, it should have been Fiona the mm-hmm. whole time. Even though she considers Kev mm-hmm. like a brother. It's like, come on guys.
0: But like, it was so sweet. Like she started crying and then Fiona started crying. The Carl's like, now you guys are snotting all over the place. So then they're crying and they're laughing and it's like a cute moment. And then cheryl the wife comes in and she's like what the fuck are you all laughing at me and then they all start laughing harder and fiona's like yeah yeah we are actually we're all laughing at you and then the woman gets super mad and starts insulting veronica she's like why would you take that when you can have all this and then as she's saying that v is like subtly taking her hoops out of her ears and then she finds out then cheryl says that kyle isn't even her kid It's her sister's kid. And V, the rage in V's face, she's like, I'm sorry, what the fuck now? And because Cheryl calls
2: Kev stupid. Yeah, because she like calls like Kevin like dumb or something like that. She was like, you dumb, stupid piece of shit or something like that.
0: And so Veronica fucking attacks. She jumps up, grabs this woman by her hair and starts beating the life out of her. And like the best friend she is, Fiona in the background is like, kill her, V!
1: Wasn't it like, yeah, they, they just got a new TV and Lip is like standing in front of the TV and he's like, No, the TV.
0: Oh yeah, they, Lip asks if yeah. they should break it up and Kev's like, do you want to lose a fucking eye? And then they're like, oh, the TV, the TV. And they like steer it away from the TV. But Veronica, her tits fully come out of her dress while this fight is happening too.
1: I mean, good for her. Oh
0: yeah, oh yeah.
1: She's wearing like a romper, but like, good for her. <laughs> Shinola, like Shanola's like, good for me.
0: But Veronica pins the bitch down and makes her sign the divorce papers while she's, like, pulling her hair and has her pinned down against the couch. And it's fantastic. And then an immediate cut to the woman. She's packing up the car and she tries to turn and say something. And V's like, not one word. You just drive away. And she gets in the car and she drives away. And you can... Kev has his arm around V and you can hear him in the background repeat his words to her from earlier. He's like, bitch, you're so crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Shut up. I love him. He's so it's sweet. so
0: cute. And they all celebrate and they all go inside. And then Debbie sees Kyle, the kid, come out from behind a parked car. And she's like, you're still here. He's like, do you think I was getting in a car with that? No, I'm not doing that. But also it's like,
1: damn, she really left him behind. like she—yeah, Yeah, she didn't even realize he wasn't in the car. (laughs) She probably just didn't
0: even care. (laughs) He's like, can I borrow a phone so I can call my real mom? And she's like, yeah, do you want to come in for dinner too? And like, it's very cute. It's very cute. But the opposite of cute is Mandy standing on the perv teacher's porch. She's like, hello, you're moving out tonight and the woman's like i'm sorry excuse me and mandy says i don't excuse you you sick bitch i don't excuse you because you're hot or because you're blonde or because what you've got between your legs and she's like let me show you something and it's iggy and joey digging a fucking grave in her front yard and she goes tick tock kid fucker (laughs) i'm so surprised
2: she didn't see them digging because they were already like good couple feet down that she didn't see them in their
1: yard just well, yeah. And she was like, she was like, give him 30 more minutes. That'll be six feet.
0: It's great. Yeah. She's like, TikTok, kid fucker. And Mandy, get shit done. She gets results. Back at the Gallagher house, Jimmy comes up to Fiona, lies again about having to go to the doctor for his hand. They kiss. And then Fiona starts crying about everything that happened today. And she says, I trust you. That's bigger to me than I love you. It's a bigger deal. I trust you. She says to the man actively lying to her yeah oh
1: jimmy's unfortunate
0: and then we cut to the credits and the after credit sequence is the teacher moving out of the house and then iggy is selling the grave to some guys like no use wasting a good grave and they dump a body in it and mandy like bounces on home
1: (laughs) i loved iggy and it really sucks that they like don't like the after enough to bring him back and so like now he talks shit about shameless on his twitter and it's like oh my god
2: (laughs) that's so funny
1: I'm surprised they have beef with such, like, a minor
2: character, like, on the show. Like,
1: let him do his job. Honestly, okay, I bet they had Emmy sign an NDA when she left. I bet when it's up, she's gonna be like, guys, here's the tea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, the credit song in this episode is Place in the Sun by Alan Yates. And then I have a next week on, next week on Shameless. Carl goes to cancer camp. Sheila reminisces with Frank about their sexcapades. Fiona finds out everybody at her job has to be blowing the manager to keep their job. And Molly Milkovich comes in the picture. (gasps) Molly. Love her. Love her. Wish the writers remembered she existed. Yeah. But that's it. That was the episode. What did you guys think?
1: I love this one. I think we got a little distracted when we were talking about it, but it's like, I love this one. (laughs) I love this episode.
0: But yeah, that was the episode. Um, I think I'm going to release this on the Tuesday after 1107 comes out. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know if we want to do the mini minisodes and the longer episodes if we're able to actually record them, but who knows? I know that I'm recording part two of Skip to the Gay Part soon because the next episode of my Supernatural rewatch is 1518. I'm actively avoiding it today. <gasps> I- Despair. <laughs> uh, fuck 1518, dude. Fuck that episode. So yeah, that was the, I don't know how I'm going to cut around that, but that was the episode. We all really liked it. We're all really excited for the back end of season 11. We're all going to get very fucking emotional about it. And it's going to be a lot to take in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm already really
1: emotional. (laughs)
0: But knowing from Frank's Hall of Shame that they're all going to end up like with money and happy makes me like, makes my brain worms happy. And it's nice.
1: Well, supposedly in the future, like when Liam is grown, they all have money. And it's like, okay, at least I can like think about that.
0: (laughs) I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it
1: what we can get at
0: this point we'll see what the fuck happens with mickey and his little little knees out rose moment that's gonna happen in the next episode i'm so excited for his
1: knees So shameless <laughs> social media though they are just like capitalizing on that one promo picture and it's like guys i need more <laughs> that scene is gonna be
0: 35 seconds long
1: so true or just cut yeah. entirely yep who to say it yep <laughs> its it <laughs>
0: let's get the fuck out of here, so lena, where can they follow you on all the things
1: um they can follow me on instagram at kojak c o j a c k k and on twitter at friedman f r l e d m a n
0: evan where can they follow you on all the things?
1: Uh, you
2: can follow me on all the things at Instagram at IWantToDie4000, as well as TikTok. And Amanda, where can they find you?
0: You can follow me at AbnormalAmanda on Twitter, at AbnormalAmanda18 on Instagram, at AbnormalAmanda underscore 18 on TikTok. You can follow the show at Luck we Had Pod on Twitter, at Luck we Had Pod on Instagram. You can email us at LuckWeHadPod at com, And the link to our website and everywhere you can listen to the show is in the bio of the Twitter and the Instagram. And yeah, it's also in my bio on my TikTok. So yeah. And if you want to buy a coffee so we can help
2: this podcast get even better, our co-fi is on our website link.
0: Yes, it is. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us. Thanks for supporting us. And uh, we are excited to dive into the rest of season three while simultaneously crying about the end of season 11. <gasps> I'm it's going to be this. a lot. <laughs> it's going to be a lot. I don't know how we're going to do 306 and whatever episode we'll be at in season 11 by then. But Oh my god, it's going to be too much. It's gonna be too emotionally much. a lot, but we're going to get through it. We'll see everybody later. We're all going to go eat because it's two o'clock and none of us have eaten yet. So. (laughs) All right. Peace out. Nice talking to you guys. Bye. Bye.